0: welcome to the brisbane property podcast with your hosts melinda and scott jennison from streamline property buyers your local brisbane property specialists
1: hi everyone and welcome to the brisbane property podcast Um, i've had a few conversations this week with a few people that have been uh, been in contact and inquiring about our service um, saying they're enjoying the podcast so thank you very much for that Um, they also say they like uh, melinda's uh, input of data and research. And today is going to be all over that because it's market update time.
0: Yes. Welcome back everybody to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. And I do have to say, I put a lot of time into collating this data to share it with you for these market update um, episode. So I do appreciate the feedback. Think, keep it coming in. And if you are able to leave that uh, review for us, that would be really helpful because it will enable other people to find our podcast. So we don't like to muck around at the start of the podcast. We like to get straight into it.
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, market update time. Wow. What a market. Um, Brisbane is um, is pretty hot at the moment. Uh, you, I think you'd have to be under a rock somewhere if you didn't notice that or hear about that. Um, so a lot of people do want to know what's going on in the market. They also ask the question of what's going to happen in the future. So um, what have we got for predictions?
0: Look, always take predictions with a grain of salt. That's what I do say. But um, if you are someone that reads the media messaging or listens to the newspaper or the, the news each night, you will have seen that the economists from the big banks have really changed the attitude towards what's likely to happen in the coming 12 to 24 months. So we've got ANZ now predicting house price growth in Brisbane to be upward of 9.5%. We've got the Commonwealth Bank predicting 16.6% growth in Brisbane housing through till December 2022. Um, That's behind, uh, well rather Sydney um, is behind at only 13.7% predicted growth and Melbourne also behind Sydney at only 12.4% predicted growth according to the Commonwealth Bank and of course uh, Westpac also um, quite bullish and optimistic seeing 20% uh, price rises between 2022 and 2023 but one thing I will say as I was researching what these predictions um, are forecasting um, is that we very rarely look at these predictions. This is uh, market commentary because remember only 12 months ago we were seeing the same economists from the same banks predicting big price falls, and they never eventuated because of the on the ground metrics for supply and demand. And that's what we are seeing every day when we are out on the ground. And when we analyze only one property market, and that is Brisbane, um, we get a much better understanding of what's fundamentally driving that market.
1: Yeah, it's interesting to get those numbers and those predictions. Um, as Melinda said, she does a, puts a lot of time into this research My time is probably spent out and about. Um, I see the properties, I I see people out at inspections and what properties are selling for. And there's definitely movement there and there's definitely growth. Um, So if we give us a, can we do a bit of a snapshot view of the current conditions?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think let's just start with... um you know, looking at the broader economic conditions. So we've got um, ABS data that's um, showing us what new loan commitments are looking like. Uh, They are actually at record highs um, right now. So we're up about 31.2% in terms of new loan commitments between December 2019 and December 2020. So that's often a leading indicator for what's um, likely to come through into the property market. also, there is still a little bit of talk about this fiscal cliff, although, you know, the commentators are less um, concerned about it as we move towards this, uh, this deadline of um, March when all of the banks or when the government's going to be withdrawing their stimulus and the banks are going to be, you know, deferring or, or in, ensuring most um, borrowers are going back on you know, full loan repayments. But according to APRA's figures, um, the number of deferred loans across Australia continues to decline. So we're now at 1.9% in December. Um, now Queensland's portion of housing deferrals is currently lower uh, than both Victoria and New South Wales. And that's something that has come through in that the, the latest APRA data and that's something for people to be aware of. Um, generally, the media will report on those macro trends, which is what is happening across Australia. What we like to do is break it down to something that's more relevant to um Brisbane. And in this case, getting Queensland specific data helps to um, ensure that you're getting something that's a little bit more relevant. The other thing, um, ABS data has showed Queensland saw a really good improvement um, in the number of employed people in December. So there was an increase of 1.4%. Now that's a real sign of a strengthening local economy. And at a national level, Queensland was the standout performer in terms of um, newly employed people. So That's a really good sign for the Brisbane economy as a whole and um, a good indicator for continual demand. Um, Also, the number of total job advertisements jumped in Queensland by 2.5% over December, and that has represented now an increase of 20.8% over the last 12 months. So those things um, are all positive indicators for the local economy, of course. Um, I'm not underestimating the fact that unemployment is still at 7.5% across Queensland. So there is still more work to do in this area. But the indicators are extremely positive for the future.
1: And was that up to December, did you say? Yeah, correct. Yeah, so that'd be interesting to see the next uh, round of information, what comes out through, obviously, the start of this year, um, and how positive things have happened for the employment side of it as well. Um, So what about um, in terms of population and movement?
0: Yeah, and I think that's something that's talked about a lot um, at the Australian level. We talk about a decline in international migration. But when we really break down how populations move, um, here in Queensland, certainly in southeast Queensland, uh, there is a, we do benefit from strong interstate migration. And what some of the most recent data from CoreLogic has shown, um, approximately 25,350 residents have relocated from other states around Australia to settle in Queensland over the last financial year. So this has actually not been as high in annual terms since 2006. So we're really starting to see some acceleration in terms of that interstate migration. And of course, that's putting pressure on the demand for properties, both rental properties and um, properties to purchase in the sales area. Um, so estimates from CoreLogic suggest that Queensland interstate uh, migration rates have not been um, this high. They're about ninety percent above the decade average. So it gives you an indication of you know just what is happening out there in terms of population movements into southeast Queensland.
1: So maybe next time um, I should probably do a bit of research myself and um, have a look at the inquiries that we get to work out where people are actually from. Uh, we are getting a lot of uh, interstate people inquiring about property up here, whether they're purchasing for investment or whether they're purchasing to relocate. Some also investment uh, with a view to relocate in the future. So um, what about housing affordability?
0: Yeah, we've been able to dig out some um, numbers on this to report this month. So uh, Moody's Investor Services provides um, an indication of the household income um, that is required to meet mortgage repayments. Now, the the rate of improvement from September 2019 through to September 2020 in Brisbane showed an affordability index of 21% in 2019 and 18.7% in um, in 2020, so what that means is that um, houses are even more affordable now than they were, and that's off the back of um, you know lowering interest rates, of course, but um, also some you know improvement in income will also influence that um, affordability index. So it just helps you understand what. Um, you know, what indicators we're looking at to to get an indication of what is driving this demand into Brisbane. And of course, when we look at, you know, the price disparity between Brisbane and Sydney and Brisbane and Melbourne, it's still so wide. And that's, you know, why we are considered such an affordable market.
1: So that's given us a little bit of a snapshot there about employment um, and and obviously um, the market itself. What about the supply? So if if the people... If those numbers are increasing here and the interest is in Queensland, there's obviously the jobs are improving. What about the supply side of things for people?
0: Yeah. So remember, you know, growth in property values is driven by the balance between the supply of properties coming to the market and also the demand for those properties. So the indicators that I've discussed really contribute to, you know, the demand for property. Now, in terms of supply, total listing volumes in Brisbane are down 28.4% um, over the last 12 months. Now, I did report this last month in, in the update on this podcast, but um, at the same time, sales volumes across the same 12-month period have increased 8.9%. So that indicates that there are more buyers selling um properties that have been listed for longer. So we're seeing an increase in the absorption of um, those purchases. Now, supply can also be determined by what's actually coming. So not just what's listed and what's available for sale now, but what's coming in the future. And then we can look at building approvals um, to get an indication of what's the future supply pipeline like. So housing approvals, um, that's for detached dwellings. They have Um, really increased um, since April last year, almost a 60% increase in fact. So um, there's been upward of 30,000 new dwelling um, approvals. So they are all expected to be built in the near future. Remember, new dwellings are only built where there is available land supply. So typically, these um, stimulus packages that the federal government have put in place Um, being the home builder package, have really had a positive impact on stimulating that segment of the economy. Um, But as a property investor or a property buyer, just be aware of where that new supply is coming, because remember, capital growth will result from the balance between supply and demand and, and buying in an area where you've got strong supply coming through can actually inhibit or impact on the potential for future growth. Um, That said, we can also look at unit approvals. So that's something that was a significant issue in Brisbane off the back of a change in the city plan, um, resulting in peak unit supply in 2016. Now, unit approvals have been gradually increasing again from September 2020. So developers are starting to see an opportunity to to get their um, approvals in place to build some more Uh, medium to high density dwellings. We're not seeing that come through in cranes in the sky yet, but it is important to understand where that new supply may be coming through to, because if you're buying in a suburb that's very close by, that may be a future supply risk as well.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of cranes back in 2016, I think it was, 2015, 16. Um, You look at the skyline of Brisbane and there was just cranes everywhere. So uh, it looks like that could be sort of moving back that way a bit. Um, that's definitely not a great balance there when you talk about those numbers of the supply down 28.4% and sales up 8%. Mm. Um, we'll touch on what we see on the ground towards the end of this episode just to give you a bit of a, a realistic approach to it and, and a down-to-earth approach of um, what we actually see and and it reflects in that, that side of things of the supply and demand. Uh, so what about the housing market? Let's talk about that.
0: Yeah, so what's been happening in housing, one thing I will say is when you hear national news headlines and it breaks down what's happening in terms of house or dwelling prices, they do generally group dwellings, uh, that is houses and units together in news headlines. So it's something to be aware of. Um, In our monthly updates, we do break it down to houses and units. So first of all, let's look at the housing market here in Brisbane. Um, We've had 1% growth across January Um, in the housing market in Brisbane, and that extrapolates to 2.9% across the quarter. Now, the current median value is at a record high for housing across Greater Brisbane at $583,902. Now, you really need to quantify this if you are in the market to buy a property, because If you say, for example, uh, looking at a property that is um, around the $800,000 mark, 1% is $8,000 and this market is moving $8,000 per month. So over three months, it's moved just under 3% or $24,000. So you must understand... That when you're looking at properties to buy, if you're relying on sales values from two or three months ago, they are out of date. And you will miss out on properties if you are still putting in offers um, that are comparable to properties that sold two or three months ago. That's just a buying tip to help you understand when the direction of the market is up, you have to apply a stretch factor to previous sales in order to secure those properties.
1: And just, just on that, and maybe think long term. Um, You know, if you're looking at a property and you say, "Oh, look," I, you know, if you spend a couple of thousand dollars, five thousand dollars more now to secure it, you make that up within a month easily.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, that's um, you know, at a one percent growth per month, and I wouldn't be surprised um, if we see that start to accelerate in the months ahead. But I think more so than that, what I would like to say is that that is the median growth across Greater Brisbane, but I can absolutely guarantee in some pockets of Brisbane we have seen price growth that is far greater than this. Now, I'm not kidding when I say that some locations are experiencing 5 to 10% um, growth or change in, in the price you have to pay to secure properties in the last quarter. Now, take the time to digest that 5 to 10% change in property prices in the last quarter. Now, this is based off our anecdotal evidence. It's also based off conversations we're having with sales agents um, look, it's no wonder when you are looking to buy a property and you, you want to understand how much a property is valued and you might ask the sales agent, you know, what what's the asking price? They genuinely do not know right now. And so for them to provide some price guidance to you, um, that's a bonus because a lot of agents really don't know where the properties are going to sell because this huge buyer demand is really driving prices upward. Um, and I think a lot of sales agents themselves are surprised with what prices they um, are able to achieve on, on the sale of some properties.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting. If you look at those, you know, the numbers and the improvement, the, the growth and the change, to really understand it, um, you, you actually have to be here, I mm-hmm. think, on the ground. When people do make inquiries to us and they, they see a median value for Brisbane of, what did you say, $583,000? Correct. And they say, I want to buy something 510K from the CBD for 500000 You've really got to know Brisbane. Um, Brisbane, greater Brisbane, is enormous. So, to bring it down into different suburbs and different areas, locations, you've really got to know what those areas are worth and what changes actually happened in the last month or so as well.
0: Yeah, data is only as good as what it is made up of. And when you're looking at data that's representing such a large geographical area, it doesn't always um, represent markets within that greater market. So, you know, I'm a big believer in ensuring that the, um, you know, property buyer gets a real understanding of what's happening at a local level. And that's obviously the value that we can add to clients because, you know, greater Brisbane is one thing, but, you know, when we're looking at a suburb or a, or a regional level, it, it does make a big difference in terms of, you know, understanding real-time changes.
1: So if we're still on the housing market, what about a price spread on that sort of things?
0: Yeah, it's really good. CoreLogic have supplied some updated information in terms of which segments of the market are moving at the fastest rate. So we can look back at the last three months and um, we can break down all of the dwellings. Now, remember, I've mentioned dwellings here. So we're no longer looking just at housing or just at units, but they are grouped together. So the spread of dwelling values, um, the segment of the market that is growing at the fastest rate here in Brisbane is the upper 25th percentile, the upper 25 percent Of higher valued properties. Now, we've seen 2.8% growth in dwellings um, in the upper 25th percentile in the last three months. Um, Compare that to the middle 50th percentile, 2.3% growth, and the lowest 25th percentile, 2.5% growth. So the upper part of the market seems to be driving this growth in Brisbane at the moment. Now, You know, we could come to various conclusions about why that why that might be the case. Um, Perhaps um, properties that are worth more are more scarce, and the scarce properties are in higher demand at the moment because there is so much buyer demand. Perhaps the better quality properties, um, perhaps there's been a flight to better quality or or larger size um, in the last three months, or perhaps it's those properties that are closer to the CBD that people are seeking out. Now, remember, these are just suggestions; these are not reasons why we are seeing this, but you really need to be a data analyst to break that down and also understand what's happening on the ground to, to have some sort of indication as to why we might be starting to see this type of shift.
1: So, um, okay, so housing, that's the, um, the dwellings. Um, so if we move to units, can you give us an update on the unit side of things?
0: Yeah, look, the last quarter has actually seen a, a recovery in the unit market here in Brisbane. Now, when we talk about units, remember uh, the data groups, anything under a body corporate scheme, as a unit. So whether that is a unit or a townhouse, they're all grouped under the same umbrella. Uh, we've seen 0.4% growth in the, the the unit market in Brisbane in the last month and 1% across the quarter. So that's actually a good thing. Um, we haven't been seeing much positive news in the unit space um, in Brisbane for some time. So it seems to have turned a corner.
1: So that's looking positive, obviously, for the, uh, for the unit side But What about the sort of the value of the units, when we talk median prices for for housing, what is it for um, units at the moment?
0: Yeah, so again, across Greater Brisbane, which does incorporate a lot of those um, regions of Ipswich, Logan, Morton, um, Redlands, etc. So 393,177 is the current median value. So remember, that's the middle value. Um, there's a lot of, that's the 50th um Fiftieth percentile, I guess you could say. So you know half of the properties that have sold are below that and up the other half are above. Um, it doesn't account for those top end sales. It tends to you know just focus on what's more representative of the whole data set.
1: So, okay, so if the investors are looking to buy in Brisbane, um how are the vacancy rates looking for that side of things?
0: Well, you know it's good for an investor. It's not so good for a tenant looking for somewhere to rent because you know the citywide vacancy rate, uh, between December and January tightened again in Brisbane. We're now down to 1.7% across um, all of Brisbane. Now, every corridor either remained unchanged between December and January or tightened further. So we saw no increase in vacancy across any of the locations um, between December and January. So typically, a lot of you know investors align the end of their tenancy agreements to Um, this time when we see some tenancy change over. So, you know, the fact that we've really seen a tightening in vacancy is indicative of the fact that there are, you know, not many properties available to rent and a lot of tenants looking. So the areas that further tightened between December and January were Beanley, the Brisbane CBD. And in fact, just a mention about the Brisbane CBD, we're now from December to January, we decreased again from a 6% vacancy rate to 5.6%. So we are seeing a really strong recovery. Remember, there's been vacancy risk in that market off the back of COVID um, simply because the, you know, the number of people that were attracted to the higher density living dissipated and, and that um, ceasing of in international migration um, and a lot of the part-time workers and university students really, you know, didn't require that that unit accommodation. But we're back to around 5.6% in January. That's actually similar to the vacancy rates that we've experienced sort of um, up and down between 2016 and 2018, so it's not too bad um, considering where we were just you know a number of months ago.
1: So there's some really low numbers there on some of those other areas around Brisbane as well.
0: Yeah, so East Brisbane um, saw a further tightening now at 1.4%. Southeast Brisbane, um, you know, almost a rental crisis, 0.6%. Mm. Southern Brisbane at 1.7, and West Brisbane at 1.5, and then we've got. Inner Brisbane remaining unchanged, currently 3.5%. Ipswich remaining unchanged, currently at 1.1%. And Northern Brisbane, again, I would consider this a a rental crisis at 0.9%. But can I say we're looking at these rental vacancy rates at a suburb level, and there is a rental crisis in some suburbs in Brisbane, 0.2%. Um, was a suburb that I was looking at earlier this week for an investor client. I mean, great if you are a property investor looking to buy. Terrible if you are a tenant looking to rent because, you know, we are seeing some strong upward pressure on rents. And I know when we had our guest, Jonathan Bell, um, on the show a couple of weeks ago to talk about the rental market update, we, we spoke about how much higher some of those inner city rents are going um, simply because of the demand for these properties is so high. So, you know, we are seeing good, strong upward pressure on rents um, in a number of locations across Brisbane, just driven by the, the shortage of, of quality properties available to rent.
1: Yeah, I actually I was actually out in the road, I think it was last week, um, and I was driving along and I noticed a whole group of people outside a property. And I, I actually thought it was a midweek inspection for a property. Um it was actually a midweek inspection to lease a property. Wow. And they're all lined up outside. So there's definitely a lot of demand there. Um, on the ground. Okay, so if we we've got some data. Hope everyone enjoyed that. I know Melinda does, and she does put the work in. I know I uh, I pay out on her a little bit. Um, and I do get blown away just sitting here looking at all these numbers, going, wow, it's um it's an interesting market and interesting time. So what we're seeing on the ground. Um, last week, we we actually uh, were involved in an auction. Um, we talked about this in an episode, three or four episodes ago, I think it was, um, where we, we discussed um, a new way of uh, selling property, open.com.au. And we were, we were involved in that auction.
0: Yeah, it was an interesting process. It's the first one that we were involved in directly on behalf of our clients. Um, you know, it's the ability to be able to bid, you um, similar to auction conditions, but um, you can actually have conditions. So if you missed that episode, please head back and um, review it. It's a new way of buying property in Brisbane and um, it's called Open Negotiations. So it was a really transparent way to buy, especially when we're in such a strong seller's market here in Brisbane. Uh, Once you registered online and you're the seller approves your conditions, you can effectively then bid um, until uh, a closing time, and then the bid increments decline as well as the time um, periods between bids. Um, you know, you can't just jump in at the end like an eBay auction and expect to, to win the, the auction. There's always an extra two minutes added to the end to ensure that you're comfortable with your bid price. So, I found that a really transparent way to buy property, a really fair way because you could see exactly where every other buyer. Um, exactly what every other buyer was willing to pay. And it did um, create a situation where, you know, the true market value was revealed through that process.
1: Yeah, I actually spoke to the agent a couple of days after that. Um, I saw the agent out and about and I um, my feedback was, um, I thought it was fantastic. I do like it. Yeah, very transparent and a good way to buy property, I think as well.
0: I think one thing that I will say about the current on-the-ground conditions is that, you know, as buyers' agents, we are out and about every Saturday, and typically on a Friday we will um, plan and schedule our our route. I guess you could say for the inspections that we'll be covering on a Saturday. It is very unfortunate for us that we can no longer schedule those inspections at half hour intervals, which is typically the duration of an open home here in Brisbane. We now have to schedule for at least one hour um, intervals. And the reason for that is that the lineups to get into properties, it has not slowed down. And in fact, since our last market update, I would say that it's got worse. So when we're turning up at properties, we do need to line up before we can get through those properties. Um, And when we're going through those properties, it is like a you know, it's a highway. We've got people, um, multiple people walking through those properties. Uh, it's, it's very busy and, you know, it's representing or representative of the number of buyers that are just out there looking at the moment.
1: Yeah, it's definitely made it harder, that sort of things. We do talk about it a lot, even just getting a car park. Um, you, you've got to try and get there earlier to get a car park, um, then the inspection, then walk back to the car, things like that um whether you're taking photos or videoing that's become a bit more difficult because there's a lot more people there and there's children so they're little things we have to be careful of but um the, the inspections definitely um you need to allow a little bit more time a couple of a few agents are actually making an hour inspection now instead yeah. of a half an hour so just to allow more people come through um and i as much as i don't like them multi-offers um are just happening everywhere at the moment um an amazing one Last, uh, it was earlier this week, I think it was, um, one of the properties that we looked at, um, the agent got back to us and there was actually 37 offers <laughs> on the property.
0: And that was in um, Everton Park, I believe in the the northern um, suburbs of Brisbane. 37 offers on a single property. Now, you know, that means there's 36 people that will miss out on that property and, you know, still be in the market to buy. So, you know, Brisbane residents, if you've got a property that you're wanting to sell, there are plenty of uh, buyers out there who are hungry to buy and they're paying good money at the moment to secure properties. So it is a good time to sell, Um, it's a tough time to buy. And, you know, being, if you're a buyer, being professionally represented um, can often help you to understand how to best position offers. Um, It really isn't about grabbing a bargain in Brisbane at the moment. There are no bargains in Brisbane at the moment. And if you're buying a bargain that no one else wants to buy, you need to question what are you buying and, and why is there no demand on the property? Because everything that we're seeing, it's high demand and it's multiple offer or you're, you're bidding at, auction against multiple other bidders um, we had an auction two weeks ago where we were um, one of 29 registered bidders that's 28 people that missed out on that property that are still in the market to buy so it gives you an indication of just how many buyers are out there in Brisbane at the moment it really is incredible
1: yeah it's um it is amazing when we talk about that and it is a positive that there's 28 other people that want to buy that property that other one we said there's 36 people now. Um, I try and remember what the auctioneer said at that auction as he was getting towards the end of the auction he said that um, now's your chance to buy this otherwise it's back to realestate.com and we all know what that's like at the moment
0: and there was a roar from the crowd they all knew the pain (laughs) associated with that (laughs) so
1: the the bids continued on a little bit until it was sold Um, the other thing is um, which part of our business here we organize for our clients all the building and pest inspections that's quite interesting at the moment um I'm. The, I've got a few companies that we work with, uh, and they're all at about at least seven days lead time. So you need to be prepared, be organised, make sure that's organised beforehand, so that you can get a building and pest done quick. Um, to tighten up those conditions when you make offers on property as well.
0: Yeah, remember, it doesn't always come down to price. It does come down to those conditions. And that's obviously um, something that, you know, working with a buyer's agent and getting professional representation can help you um, to be in a position where you are able to secure a property and avoid the opportunity cost of further price growth over the coming uh, months. So, you know, there's a bit of a tip, tighten up those conditions.
1: So there's a lot happening up here in Brisbane. Um, there's things which we'll talk about in the future, obviously, transport, um, a few more updates on those sides of things. Um, but uh, look, I think from from us, that's a bit of an update, unless there's anything you have to add, Melinda. Um, we'll probably wrap it up there. Um, as we did last week, any questions, love the questions, keep, it, keep them coming in. We'll, we'll organise another podcast where we can answer some questions for some people. Always happy to help. Um, but I'll let Melinda wrap that up. And from me, thanks very much. Thanks for listening again and bye for now.
0: Yeah, we definitely had some um, interest from some of the, the people that listened to the podcast off the back of our episode last week. And we've had some questions piling in since then. So um, we may not get to your question, but we will run some further episodes with questions um, that we will answer in the future. So feel free to keep sending those in to info at Obviously, um, the Brisbane market is showing continuous signs of strength. So um, if you're out and about, perhaps we'll see you on a Saturday at some of those open homes or lining up outside of the properties to get through. But we've really enjoyed bringing you this market update once again. Um, Until next week, take care, have a great day, and um, we'll be in touch soon. Bye for now